we set ourselves on the road to Christmas, rather than focusing on CRO and marketing, we make no excuse that we're going to use this podcast to showcase the work of one of the charities that we support, Sussex Cricket Foundation. For us, it's much more than simply getting our logo on the front of the team's shirt. It's about supporting the sterling work that these guys you're about to hear do, day after day, week after week, to help bring joy and fulfilment to many children who are often marginalised. I'm joined by Gary Wallace-Taylor, Community Cricket Director, Arup Tanner, Disability Cricket Manager, and Tom Belcher, PE Teacher at Slindon College. We hope that by listening, you as an individual, or more importantly as a business, think about how your company could support local charities that need help, especially during the current financial crisis. So Gary, where does community cricket sit within Sussex Cricket? Uh, community cricket in, in Sussex is a, a key part of, of Sussex Cricket Limited, I guess. Um, we're the charitable arm of Sussex Cricket, so we're the Sussex Cricket Foundation, and our job is to uh, run grassroots cricket across across the county. Um, so that's servicing all of our clubs, which uh, we've got 192 affiliated clubs across the county. That's all of our schools, uh, so that's primary schools and secondary schools. And then everything we do within the, within the community as well, so whether that's disability cricket or whether that's community-based initiatives such as um, In the Bag, which was a, a food poverty initiative that we ran during COVID. So we, we cover uh, a very wide spectrum of everything to do with, with, with cricket within the community. Um, and it's fully ingrained into Sussex cricket. We are one organisation and we are just as an important department as a, as a, you know, as the commercial team, for example, or, or the professional team that play out in the field. So what does that look like from a day-to-day perspective? From a day-to-day perspective, um, you know, the team are incredibly busy. We've got a, a team of 25. Um, we, uh, we get funding from the likes of Chance of Shine, who fund all of our school-based programmes and Lord Taverners who fund all of our sort of disability based programs. And I'd, I'd say that's probably our core, our core work is around school delivery and community delivery, such as the disability programs, but also our club development as well. So making sure all of our clubs have got, you know, volunteers, coaches, safeguarding officers, uh, make sure they've got the most appropriate facilities to play in. Um, so, Day to day, it's never the same day. I think it's Sussex cricket. Uh, there's always something different going on, uh, whether that's within the foundation or, or within the club. So it, it keeps everyone on their toes, which is good. So is that something that's um, the disability part of it? Is that something that's organised on a national basis, or is that something that Sussex does on its own? No. So the um, Lord Taverners, uh, which is a sort of disability cricket charity, um, they fund county cricket boards up and down the country to deliver programs such as super ones uh, table cricket um, and uh, sort of competitions as well um, so it's a national based program though in Sussex we, we we go the extra mile I'd say um, and what I mean by that is we run three very successful county disability cricket teams um, which very few counties do um, and we also run uh, our own event called Discoverability Day, which was set up uh, around 10 years ago, which opens up the ground to um, hundreds of young people and adults with varying degrees of disability to come out to the first central county ground to try new 
um, either cricket-based activities or activities from different sports such as football, uh, table tennis, wheelchair, basketball. Um, and it's probably the the flagship event at the foundation. It's the one that really puts us on the map. So, uh, you know, apart from the funded stuff, I think we go we go the extra mile. Um, and from an ECB perspective, which is the national governing body for for cricket, um, we're we're described as a leading organisation in the country for delivering disability cricket, which is a is a is a great um, tag to have. But that really is all down to the hard work of certainly Arup uh, and his his team of coaches, and and obviously now Arup has uh, sadly retired from his role, but. Tom's got the uh, the beauty of taking that challenge on when he starts in January. So I think we're looking forward now to seeing how we can uh, kick it on, I guess, um, in, the, yeah. in the next period. So all in all, it's, it's a very positive, um, from a foundation perspective, we're in a very positive place, um, probably the best place we've ever been in uh, with our profile locally and nationally, probably at its highest it's ever been in. Before I go on, move on to Tom and to, to Roop as well, um, just want to know, is it something that um, has been recently promoted at Sussex or, or has disability cricket been going for a long time? Because you said you seem to be, you know, one of the better clubs that are doing this within the ECB. Yeah, I think disability cricket has been around, around for a while, but I'd, I'd say it probably really kick-started probably when the Roop started with us sort of eight years ago. Um, and then I think that's where we actually started to give disability cricket some real targeted focus um and it's been down to a roots sort of passion and drive and commitment to really um getting these programs off the ground building the relationships with the likes of lord taverners and, and having the sort of the foresight to run events such as discoverability day which you know was probably a little bit of a pipe dream at first but to get you know on a regular basis between probably 600 and 700 participants uh, to come wow. to the ground um, it just shows what what what's happened in sort of that eight year period. So I think you know Root deserves the the utmost credit, and we wouldn't be in the place we'd be in without without what he's done. So, so Tom, it sounds like you've got a big um, pair of shoes to fill here. By the looks of it, sorry, sorry, Tom. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, it definitely is a big uh, pair of shoes to fill. I, but um, take it very willingly and with excitedness because uh, to, ha- to have such a, a lengthy but um, detailed handover from a route definitely puts me in a place where I feel pretty confident in being able to start confidently. So you don't start till January, is that, is that right? Um, so. No, yeah, so still, yeah, still a little bit of time yet, so several weeks until January. Um, okay. But, um, yeah, excited. Uh, Arun, tell me a little bit about your kind of life within Sussex cricket because it sounds as you know you've been there eight years and uh, from our conversations earlier you're going into semi-retirement now I'm sure you're going to miss it what was it like during the during your day to day um well it it, it was uh it's been, it's been a, a huge I'm just going to sound like a cliche a big a big journey um when I started at Sussex eight years ago I started well I originally started as a volunteer um and then uh, was taken on on a consultancy basis. And uh, at the time, uh, Sussex had had a budget to deliver some some disability cricket activities, but didn't really have much in place or a plan. So there wasn't a huge amount going on. It was it was just literally me as a resource, a couple of days a week, uh, and a few small activities and a couple of coaches delivering bits and pieces. So I kind of 
was given the freedom uh, to, to start with a blank sheet of paper um, and uh, and develop uh, a program which, uh, which I think Gary's alluded to is is is, is kind of well structured and, and highly regarded. Um, and that that really having the opportunity to have the freedom to, I guess you know, come up with a with a design of a program um, was hugely hugely beneficial. And I think one of the things that I would say that made a massive difference was um, the, the 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 board at the time or, or the management team at the time really bought into the idea that this disability cricket should be a discrete team. Um, and a dedicated team focusing on that particular part of the community. Um, so whereas other counties would have uh, a community coach and they might deliver a school session, a club session, uh, they might go and do a session with women and girls or a street cricket session, they might also do a disability uh, session. So they'll have a portfolio of different cricket sessions with different groups that they'd work with. What I was really keen on was that we had just coaches working on delivering to the disability community alone um, and that the reason for that really is that um, I kind of wanted to to get to understand more about the group we're working with um, I'm not a, a sort of disability rights activist or you know but what or you know but I, I, I kind of it was a new area for us but and for me I've just really wanted to understand what what this world uh, and it was like for the group of people working with, um, and what I found was we had working people who were often marginalised in terms of where they, they sat in society. They didn't have access to stuff, or there was a provision of, of things for them to do, um, and also there was a real anxiety um, and concern for young people, children with disabilities to engage with sporting activities uh, and, the, and their families. Um, and so I felt it needed to be something that needed a little bit more than just turning up for an hour in a sports hall and just delivering a session and walking away. It's, 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 a, it's a, a much richer program in that sense. Um, so a lot of the time initially was really understanding who we're working with, developing relationships with different groups. Um, talking to people that ran disability charities, teachers that worked in, in special schools, and um, parents, parents and carers. Um, and, and what I found was really trust and confidence were the two issues that, that we needed to work on. So having the, the same coaches who would deliver a school session, who might then, we might put on a club session after school, having the same coach who a young person might work with in the school then being a club session and having that relationship and recognising that individual, building that trust, and then having the parents coming along to pick that young person up at the end of the session and getting to know the parents and talk to them was a real benefit for us um, in growing the programme. Um, and it helped us understand, um, because I don't have a disability, I don't have... Uh, any close family members so having that lived experience is not something that I know about so we, we needed to find out more and, and I think that was the the big period initially was really getting to understand the groups we work with um, and then gradually the ECB Gary mentioned the governing body decided to put a structure in place 
around what what they wanted to see delivered. So the first thing was they they recognised having disability cr- cricket delivered across the country was a priority, one of one of many priorities, but it, it made its way into the the cricket strategy for the country, uh, which was from 2020 to 2024. Um, and disability cricket was there, and they and they they designed a, a pathway of what disability cricket should look like, which gave us the structure to go, okay, we'll build around this. Uh, and we'll, we'll build we'll build a program that, that addresses each stage in this pathway. Um, and that, so a lot of my work was then putting um, uh, activities in place at each of those stages of the pathway um, and making sure that we had a really good schools program uh, uh, across the county we had community clubs that were located across the county. So we were working with children and young people in schools and colleges. And then we could say, well, actually, you've done an hour with us at school. If you've really enjoyed this, here's a club you can go to that runs every week throughout the year. Um, and uh, and you can come along and you can make friends from people from different schools, different parts of, of the community, uh, build some friendships up, build, build some friendships up and have some fun. And then the other bit, that goes on that was and if you're really really good at cricket you can play for sussex and play in our county squads so making sure there was a, a connected pathway that sounds like a good incentive to be able to kind of dangle that carrot in front of them yeah yeah absolutely and and, and if you're really really good you might end up playing for your country um and uh for for some individuals you know if you if you've been in a situation where you've perhaps been at a mainstream school and you tended to not take part in PE sessions or cricket at school because you might not have the confidence to do it. Quite commonly, you might have been bullied. Um, people might have laughed at you um, and you've just not really wanted to engage in sport. The prospect of pay, playing for a sport for your country is so far removed from their reality that to suddenly take somebody into that situation and put them in a safe space and go, if you get really good at this game, you can do that, Is was, you know, for some individuals was just you know, life-changing um, and uh, certainly you know we've had a, a degree of success of, of getting people selected and playing for England um, and um, uh, very recently actually we had um, uh, a young man by the name of Alfie Pyle who um, who we found we spotted at a college session in and effectively a PE session and he's gone right through that pathway from school through to being in a community club through to playing for our county and he's just finished i think they've just finished their tour having made his debut for the england learning disability team of south africa they played in the triangular tournament um and he is the i believe we believe well we're told he's the first person who's gone right through every stage of that pathway from playing in a school pe session through to playing for england representing his country um and uh so it works (laughs) it works the the concept the pathway works and that's great that's really good tom you're the pe teacher at slindon college and have been the recipient of all of the goodness that comes out as uh, sussex cricket foundation but you're about to take the role that roop has been doing over the past few years does that not feel as though you're poacher turned gamekeeper would that be a good way of describing it uh, yeah, I, I mean, I suppose from my perspective, what what as a recipient, as a teacher, as a recipient of, of the offer that Sussex was able to provide um, 
at the college I'm at now was nothing in comparison to what any any other governing body or local sporting organisation could could commit to or offer. And I think that was, you know, as a recipient of that, to then be part of, obviously we can go into it more, but what we then led to do with Sussex jointly um, with a local club um, was really exciting. So to then be able to apply and be part of a even more inclusive but within the community diverse community kind of area was a was an exciting opportunity for me um, and one where I got to build relationships with the likes of Arup um, and his team um, which has been fantastic really over the last over the last several months what does it mean for your school or for your your college I should say um yeah so I think initially it's probably good to get the understanding of the the pupils that that we work with um, and that's that we have a number of pupils who have educational healthcare plans. Some pupils are privately funded, and that's because they haven't been able to get hold of or be able to access an educational healthcare plan, um, which is quite a contentious subject uh, as it is. But to be able to, you know, be in a situation where we could work with a national governing body or, or a county body in participating in cricket, where it's fully inclusive with a variety of game formats that all pupils can access at their own level um, and that's the most important thing it's at their level and meet the needs of them and then have an opportunity to play within the community and then have access to county squads and then potentially playing for their country is a constant excitement especially for those who already play cricket within the community Um, and then for some pupils who have parents for example who play cricket within the community who aren't confident enough or don't feel like they have a safe space to play that's what Sussex was able to offer and from a school perspective that's an amazing thing to be able to to commit to both in the short term but also offer in the long term and have a partnership there that you can constantly liaise with and build relationships with to enable and provide those inclusive opportunities for our pupils. So what I'm hearing from all three of you is a word that I don't often use it's a word called passion I can feel that each one of you is very excited about what you're doing or in your case, uh, what you've done. And that seems to be quite infectious. Does that infectiousness pass through to the people that actually receive the help, the the players themselves? I I would hope so. (laughs) Um, From my perspective as as a teacher currently, in, in a numbers game, we went from having zero participants from our college bar one accessing any high level cricket outside of the college and within a year we've then got eight pupils accessing Sussex cricket at different formats representing or training with the county body so there is within a very short term you have 30 plus children engaging on a weekly basis within the sport the best part of you know eight to ten pupils who are then accessing a community uh, game but within Sussex itself and representing the county is, is phenomenal um, so I, yeah I believe that the passion definitely rubs off and has a, has a is a tool to engage those pupils for sure. So Arup you're, you're moving on Tom's replacing you Tom do you have somebody inside your organisation that is going to take up the mantle where you've left off? So uh, the within within my organisation, they, they obviously they've got to recruit um, and ensure they've got someone coming in, and that's all part of my process is obviously talking to them about how we hand over. But um, yeah, that's currently kind of going through the process as we speak. Oh, that's good. So the one word that I think 
all charities and I call it a charitable organization too is funding so we as web trends optimize sponsor disability cricket but i'm sure there must be other things that or other organizations which would be looking to be able to offer some sort of sponsorship what do you do if anything to to do outreach into say companies in in and around the brighton and hove area to try and gain more funding from this is it something that's ongoing arup i'll probably put that to you Yes, so uh, I think the first thing is that we work closely with our, our commercial team who work with business organisations across Brighton and Hove to set up, I guess, a collaborative relationship with the club. Um, and I think a lot, certainly in my time and in the last, I guess, some three or four years, part of their dialogue with potential sponsors and partners is around... I guess the social impact of our programs um, that, and, and what do we do. So it's not just about, okay, get your logo on top of our shirt. You know, that's it. You're getting some profile because you're part, part of the professional team and you might be on Sky TV or whatever. There, there, a lot of organizations are asking us actually, you know, okay, beyond that, what are the reputational benefits of us supporting a, a program like yours? So. So the, we know our commercial team, when they're talking to, to potential sponsors, potential sponsors they're, they're, they're talking about things like our community programs, working with vulnerable youth, you know, promoting women and girls sport, you know, working with, with, with the disability community. Uh, so, so, so that tends to happen. So the, ten, the way we tend to work is that they, they'll lead those sort of conversations and then bring us in accordingly and say, OK, actually, these guys, this business here, particularly like WebTrends, for example, particularly interested in the disability cricket side, Put us together, and then we we, we talk about we, what we do. Um, we also um, do uh, some big fundraising events. Um, so each year, the, the foundation has a, a large fundraising dinner, lunch. Um, we usually get a well-known guest speaker along. Um, I think oh, the number one this year coming or next year is uh, on the twenty eighth of March. Like Michael Vaughan and Phil Tuttle, two very high-profile cricketers, are coming along to talk. Um, and we usually invite again lots of lots of businesses from the local community usually sign up to come along, and we get a platform there to talk talk to those guys um, in the audience and say, look, this is you know the money the, the money you've contributed for your seat at the table today, um, the auction that we're going to run, it goes towards these particular programs, um, and and we do showcase what we do there, and and that is how we we connected web trends actually was at one of our one of our foundation lunches, but um, they were in the audience. Uh, myself and uh, and Alfie, who I was talking about, the other guy who's ended up playing for England, were up on the stage, just talking about what an impact him being part of our disability programs had on both him and his family, and and uh, and how it's helped him both as a, a cricketer, um, but also as an individual uh, in his personal development. Well, certainly we found it to be that we're part of the community. Um, and it's it's not just a one-way thing, as you said, putting the name on the front of a shirt. It actually feels that it is much more about you and us working together to try and help fund these children to be able to do something different from their normal day-to-day in a sports environment. So we've got a lot out of it, both uh, non, not commercially, I would say, but out of it from emotionally and feeling that actually we're doing something, we're putting something back into it. I'd like to probably... Um, draw this podcast to a close just to be able to say to any of the listeners that be listening to this it would be great 
if you've um, found that you had some money at the end of the year that you could perhaps donate to this or perhaps um, get in touch with Gary or Tom in the new year to be able to look for sponsorship if, if, if that's applicable. Um, but for now, guys, thank you, Tom. Wish you all the best in your in your new role. Thanks, Arup, for all the work you've done in the in the last eight years. It sounds as though you've had a great ride and enjoy your semi-retirement, whatever that would look like to you. And Gary, um, let's continue to have conversations and see how Web Trends Optimize can help you guys um, continue delivering some great um, programs here. But for now, guys, it's been great. Thank you very much. Cheers. Yeah, thank, thank you. you John. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.